Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Our time at five as we go to the bottom of the 11. Here's Aaron Boone. Nick's down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Be careful trying to play it a second time. Can't do it. Here's Welcome back. New York sports are better. Long awaited return to the podcast game. I'm Big Diesel. We're officially back. Um, Listen to the Dave Portnoy podcast and he said, um, if you want to make it, you got to do it yourself. And I think I was putting blame on some some other people. I said I didn't have enough resources to do this to to, to do the pod. Didn't have enough time to do the pod. Um, hey, if you want to do it, you're gonna make time for it, and that's what I'm here to do. So obviously, really exciting time in New York sports. Um, but we still deserve better, 100%. The Yankees aren't first, but hey, they still lost to the Orioles. We deserve better. Rangers advance to the second round. New York sports, we're not satisfied in the second round. We're satisfied with championships, and we haven't been getting that. So we still deserve better. It's it is exciting though. Giants looking on looking on the up and up. Jets looking on the up and up. Mets looking on the up and up. Although Max Scherzer hurt out six to eight weeks with an arm injury to Grom. Still on the sideline, arm injury. Um, but they had a good start. They had a good start to the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we deserve better. Every every time that we watch a game, we know what we want. We know what we deserve. And right now, we could be getting it. We could not be getting it. But time to hop into the specifics. Um, I'm going to start off with the New York Rangers. Round two. Round one, electric. Down 3-1. You lose that heartbreaker in game one. Go to three overtimes. Your goalie gets 79 saves. Game two, you come out at home. You win. 1-1. You get eviscerated in Pittsburgh. Games games three and four. Boom, you're done 3-1. One puck goes this way, puck goes that way. It's a 2-2 series. But 3-1 and 2-2, very different. Very different situations. Um, and I think, honestly, if that game went 2-2, if that series went 2-2, Rangers don't win. I think uh, New York's the type of place where backs against the wall, you're going you're gonna to kick that wall down. Yeah, that's what we deserve. We're, we're New Yorkers. We fight. There's no quit in New York, as the, the Rangers have used as a tagline, as a, as a fight song, as a, as a mantra. Uh, there's no quit in that team. They, they don't back down. Not from 3-1, not from Sidney Crosby, one of the best hockey players of all time. They don't back down from that. Crosby, Malkin, one of the best dynamic duos in all of all of ice hockey. Don't never back down. There's no quit. So that's what they did. They didn't quit. Come back. They win game five. That's in the garden. That's kind of a must-win game. Hey, puck goes this way, puck goes that way. Going home. But Got the bounces this time. Game six in Pittsburgh showed a lot of heart. A lot of heart. I think they go down 2-0. Well. 
they 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 fucking crawl back. They they scratch back, and they win that game. Got a lucky bounce here and there. They got a couple penalties. Helmet flies off in game seven. I mean, that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's 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 pro sports. That's sports all the way from the little league to up until pro sports. Every sports game of inches is a game of this this day this play that that play determines the game, and that's that's just how that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But as New Yorkers, you you fight. You go, hey, yeah, that happened, but we got to overcome that, and that's what the Rangers did. They go out in Game Seven. They say, "This is ours for the taking." Now, Game Seven at the Garden. Chris Carter, Chris Carter called it the jungle. Uh, didn't love that quote. I don't know. Didn't love it a lot. Uh, I think like it's kind of implied that the the Garden is the most famous arena in the world. You got some of the most passionate fans in sports. Uh, the most passionate fan base is in sports of New Yorkers. Um, of course, it's going to be loud. Um, a jungle would refer to us as animals. I don't think we are animals. I think we're respectful uh, fans, a respectful fan base, but we get loud. We're passionate. Um, it's the garden. It's not a jungle. But that's my take on his. Obviously, he was a little excited for game seven. He wanted to, you know, portray the, the garden as this loud, loud arena with very loud and rambunctious fans. And that's true. You're going to get that in New York. But it's the Garden. No, it's the most famous, most famous arena in the world. So you don't need to add the jungle part to it. Whatever. doesn't matter. Chris Carter, if you score two goals and win the game, go for it. Say whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, Rangers win. Then game one in Carolina. That's also, I've heard, a very hard place to play. I don't know much about hockey, but I've read that read about that on the internet. And the Rangers go out; they get an early lead, uh, one nothing. And there's there's this there's almost a sense of like complacency, where it's like we are we're okay with a one zero lead, and that's what that we're we're gonna throw Igor out there; he's gonna get a shutout, and that's just you can't really do that. I mean, you can't expect you can't ask your goalie to go out there and throw up a zero. And that, that ended up killing them. They scored one goal. They got complacent. And, hey, you're going to lose an OT. You're going to lose an OT if, if, that is, if that is your attitude. But all things considered, good fight game one. Although you got comfortable with a 1-0 lead, which is not okay. Uh, you're not expected to win on the road in the NHL playoffs. Um, to steal game one, would that have been huge? Yeah, would have been awesome. But didn't steal game one. You put up a good fight. You put the fear of God into them, saying, oh, God, we can, we can lose at home. Game two, go out there. They, they start playing scared. You, play, you start playing aggressive, nothing to lose. Look at that. Series tied 1-1 going to the garden, not the jungle, but the garden. You wouldn't take two there, 3-1, boom, boom, best you got three games to win one. Men, move on. Swim butt at the same time. One game at a time. One game at a time. One game at a time. But that's my thoughts on the Rangers. They're giving us what we deserve in a sense. But job's not finished. Absolutely not. No quit in New York. Don't quit now. Don't go to the Yankees. Got my Yankees fitted cap on. The Yankees, let's just say, this is a full season recap of the Yankees. 
The Yankees started off horrifically. And they started off well. They beat the Red Sox in a three-game series. Start off well. Then they drop a series to the Orioles. They lose a couple games to just bad teams. And then it's kind of like, oh, no, what's going on? Garrett Cole shitting his pants over a four-minute delay on opening day. Like, you can't – you're to blame your shitty start and your shitty pitching on a four-minute delay. I don't think that's what New Yorkers want to hear. I don't think that's what we want to hear at all. I think it's one of those things where you have to man up and say, hey, I didn't have my best stuff today. But you went out, you blamed it on a four-minute delay. That four-minute delay was a delay to let the fans get here. You get introduced. Very special thing. It happens every opening day. You got to mentally prepare for that. Can't be a mental midget. But you go out there, you give up bingo, 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 bongo. And you... You shit the bet on opening day. Luckily, Yanks come back and win. Josh Donaldson single up the middle, walk off home run. I mean, walk off single. I got. I mean, hey, I'm got to knock the rust off a little bit, huh? Haven't been podcasting in a while. But yeah, Yanks start off horribly for like two weeks, and horribly is long. Looking at it now, not that horrible start. They still don't have ten losses, so. They believe they have the best record in baseball. They're on an absolute tear. They haven't lost a series um, since the Orioles. Um, That's one of the best starts you can have. They're having one of the best starts to a Yankees season in history. So great start. Getting what we deserve. Aaron Judge, best player in baseball. He's going out there. He's hitting 300. He's got 13, 14 jacks, bingos. And he's giving us what we deserve. John Carlo getting hot. He's batting 300. He's got 11 bingo bongos. And he's going out there whenever he can, whenever Aaron Boone puts him out there, he's going out there, he's playing. And he's playing well. Josh Allenson starting to heat up, starting to heat up. Rough start, definitely rough start, but Chicago White Sox series, he had a great series. A couple bingo bongos, a lot of hits. Glaber Torres has looked like he's back to being G-Baby. Love to see that. I was calling for his head last year. He played like shit last year. He's an absolute piece of shit last year. Um, this year, he's back to G-Baby. He's the guy we know and love, back in the G-game, baby. That is our guy, Glaber. DJ LeMahieu, bouncing back from injury. Injury that I didn't know he had, and I didn't know it would affect his swing that much. Oh, boy, was I wrong. This guy, he's turning on inside fastball. He's sending balls the other way. It's, it's a beautiful piece of hitting every time you watch DJ LeMahieu at, at, at bat. Um, Let's see who else. Garrett Cole starting to kick in. Nestor Cortez is the best pitcher in baseball. Um, Nestor Cortez would spit on the ground, spit on him. He's he's the best pitcher. He's 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 funky with his windup. He's funky with his arm angle. He doesn't throw the fastest, but he'll get you out. And that's what he's been doing all year. He's got a one. He's got a sub two ERA. He's got a one three seven ERA. He's got forty five strikeouts in forty innings. Forty nine strikeouts in forty innings. He's the best pitcher in baseball. It's not even close. The fact that he doesn't have – I saw an article today that he had like 11 first-place votes for the beginning of the year, way too early, Cy Young Awards, whatever. And it was like Justin Verlander and like some other bozo. And then there, there he was at, at three. It's like this guy's got a sub-2 ERA. He's thrown 40 innings, got 49 strikeouts. He's had like multiple no-hitter bids throughout the first like five, six starts he's had. He's like this guy's not first. You're going to give it to the big guys. 
because Nestor is not as sexy. Makes no sense. But Nestor Cortez pitching out of his mind. Um, hopefully that stays. Uh, very likable guy. Rides subway back from games. Maybe not anymore because he's becoming a little more famous. But Nestor Cortez, great start. Jordan Montgomery, a little shaky, but I mean, he gets the job done. He's like, he's like a fifth starter in the rotation. There's nothing really you can do there. Um, Luis Severino gives up runs, but he, stuff is electric. He gets outs when he needs to. He's, I think he's like four on a four now. He's got, I mean, he's been an absolute stud. Bullpen's been great. Michael King, balls of steel. Um, Clay Holmes, balls of steel. Chapman, shaky. Chad Green, a little shaky. He just got hurt today. Waiting to hear back on what the hell that's about. Uh, lasagna, terrible, terrible. Don't know what it was. He was terrible in 2019 or 2020. Amazing in 2021. Now it's 2022. He's back to being horrible. Uh, it's tough to see. Uh, he's a really likable. He was a really likable guy last year. He's a guy that Boone trusted. Uh, doesn't seem like Boone trusts him anymore. He's really prone to give up the home run. And I mean, that's what that, that's what's going to help you lose trust with your manager. Um, Aaron Boone, indifferent. I mean, I hate the guy with a burning passion. He stinks. But there's bits and pieces where it's like, all right, I, I give the guy a break. Uh, he's, he's very personable. He knows what to say in the media. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to put too much emphasis on Aaron Boone because I don't want to be calling for his head when they've got the best record that they've had in like 45 years. But uh, another guy that was blazing hot star, Anthony Rizzo, is now, you know, he's not performing well. It's hard. It's hard to be like a player of the month in April and then come back in May and do it all over again because then you're going to hit 70 homer. You're going to hit 70 ding bungles and it's just going to be, you're going to be the best, you're going to have the best season of all time. It, that stuff can't keep up, but I'd like to see him start progressing towards more of like a 270, 280 hitter bingo there bongo there you know but it's really just been he's been struggling mightily at the plate as as of late and that's that's pretty much the yankees recap they've they lost today tough game john carlo unbelievable game um questionable stuff happening on the base paths throughout this throughout the year aaron hicks oh never mind we're not done with the yankees aaron hicks you deserve to be released you deserve to be thrown out of New York by your collar. Um, he's the, one of the worst players I've ever seen play. Uh, he, he's like statistically one of the worst players in the MLB. The only things that he excels at are is not swinging the bat and walk rate, which are they go two and two. He's got ter- he's got terrible work ethic when it comes to. I mean, I mean this is just me assuming he got terrible work ethic. He's lazy on the field. He's lack, lackadaisical on the field. It's disgusting. He jogs the balls. He double pumps coming in. It's terrible. It, it, it's, it's unacceptable. It's inexplicably stupid. And he's an idiot. He's terrible at hitting. Yeah, oh, he's a switch hitter. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a plus arm. He's got a plus glove. No, he doesn't. He's got none of this stuff. He stinks. Bring up Florio. Young guy that's been just literally scratching at the MLB for years and not never given a chance because we're paying a bozo in center field, 70 million over seven years. That guy deserves $10 million a year. What do I deserve? I deserve more than that. If that, if 
he puts out nothing. Gives, he provides no production whatsoever. One of the worst hitters in baseball. He's one of the worst fielders in baseball. And he just he's it, it, you can be worst worst fielder, worst hitter. But if you try hard and you and you're laying out and you're hustling the balls, you're making aggressive mistakes. You New York fans can deal with that. Any fan can deal with that. But you're not making aggressive mistakes. You're making lazy mistakes. You're making lackadaisical like attempts at throwing people out. Today, the Yankees lose that game because on a fly out to center field, he allowed the runner to tag up from first, get into scoring position where 77 mile an hour exit below hit scores the runner from second. I mean, like it's the lackadaisical mistakes that are killing this team. And in the nine times they've been killed or 10 times. So it's like Aaron Hicks, get the hell out of New York. You stink. But yeah, other than that, good start for the Yanks. We love the Yanks. They're giving us what we deserve. The Mets, they start off blazing hot. Good for the Mets. Good for the Mets. Hey, I no bad blood between me and the Mets. Psych. They ruined my New York sports as their better parlay. They, uh, they fucking stink. The Mets fucking stink. They ruined my New York sports as their better parlay on my birthday, nonetheless. It was 100 bucks for $377. $377 is a lot of money to me. A lot. It's a lot of money to a lot of people. But they ruined it for me. They lost to the worst team in the league called the Nationals, who stink. And they ruined my, they ruined my birthday. But that's besides the point. I'm not, I'm, that's a biased take. Um, unbiased take, a guy that loves New York sports and wants all fans to be happy. The Mets are off to a good start. Uh, Scherzer was pitching very well. McGill was pitching very well up until the national start where he gave up eight runs and one and a third and lost me my parlay. Uh, the bullpen, pretty good. They threw a combined no-hitter. Francisco Lindor started off blazing hot. Um, one of the best hitters, or one of the best performances in the first couple of weeks that I've seen in a while. I mean, was proving that he was $300 million man. Uh, Pete Alonso. He was like leading the league in RBIs for a while. Starling Marte, not sure how he was doing, but whatever. I think he hits the ball pretty well. He's a plus bat. He's like batting 280 or something like that. Eduardo Escobar started off hot. Now he's ice cold. Um, Mark Hanna is a good pickup for them. He's playing He's playing pretty well. Um, I mean, yeah, just a Nemo. Nemo's Nemo. I mean, you love him, you hate him. I personally, I mean – if it's for your team, you love the guy. If it's not for your team, it's like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he running as hard as he can to first base? But at the same time, I'm getting mad at my center fielder for not running and not exerting as much effort. So it's hard to hate on MO when I'm begging my center fielder to do the same thing. So yeah, and Nimmo's, Nimmo's Nimmo. I mean, he's a leadoff hitter. He's a plus glove. I mean, he's doing great. And that's lead the NL East, tough division. Not really, though, because the Braves stink and they're overrated. Uh, the Phillies, it's a tough schedule to start. I think they, I think the Phillies eventually win that division. I think the Mets are going to go through a rough patch where Scherzer's hurt, McGill's hurt, and DeGrom's hurt. So it's like, who are you sticking with? Like, Taewon Walker, it's like tough there. I mean, they're bound to go through a little rough patch here uh, in May into early June. Uh, it's tough to see because they, they, they did start off well, like the Mets always do. A lot of people say, well, what's the worst time of the year for Mets fans? And they're like, oh, May through September. 
what's the best time? April, because they're always good in April. Always good in April. They always start off well. And that's something that I think Mets fans expect now. It's like, yes, 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 yes. No. And it's it's that's just one of those things. Um that's all I know. That's all I can speak about on the Mets. I'm not an expert on the Mets, but they deserve better. I think injuries are tough. Injuries are really tough for them. Uh, we're hopping to the NFL here. The New York Giants are getting what they deserve tenfold. And they bring in new management. Joe Shane, um, whoever the assistant is, bring in a new head coach, Brian Dable, supposed to be this fucking guru fucking qb development genius develop josh allen to the player he is now as rumors say uh, i don't know if i believe that i think a lot of player development comes from within the player i think that's just from my experience um and my thoughts my opinions but if that rumor is going in your favor and giving you hope believe it that's what i'm going to choose to believe so brian dale is QB wizard, QB guru, QB whisperer guy. He's coming in. Also football guy, big fat guy, beard. I mean, just it, the, the whole look, you love the hire. Um, they bring in Chiefs QB coach, Pat Mahomes, QB coach. I mean, obviously Pat Mahomes is gift from God, God-given talent um, going out there every Sunday and put on a show. But he does have to be coached up once in a while. We bring in that guy's ROC. Uh, we bring in Wink as a defensive coordinator, who I did not know about at the time, but I've read up on him. Huge, heavy blitz guy. You love that. You love – runs a lot of different schemes. It's a lot of secondary blitzes, a lot of a lot of pressure off the edge, pressure from the line. And you got to realize you're going to get burnt, but you're also going to get those big plays, those big sacks that force those third and longs, those third and tens, third and fifteens. And like that's what makes defense successful nowadays. Patrick Graham leaving is tough. He's a very, very good defense coordinator to the bend. Don't break philosophy worked really well. Giants defense was probably one of the top 10 defenses in the league last year, but the offense was horrid. So it didn't show. Uh, they were on the, the Giants defense was on the field for 90% of the game. And while the offense was going third and out, third and out, third and out, Nate Solder falling down, falling down, falling down. Daniel Jones getting sacked, getting sacked, getting sacked. So they bring in the, the personnel for on the staff side. And then the draft happens. Draft could not have shaped out better for the New York Giants in terms of first round. They get the just glaring need of an edge threat with Kayvon Thibodeau, who's projected to be the top, the first overall pick, no less than a year ago, not even like eight months ago. He was number one projected the whole time we get him at five did i ever dream that that would happen no he's a big this big ego not really not really big ego but big personality very out there if he plays well he'll be a star in new york everyone will love the guy he will kill it he'll make tons of money um but if he doesn't he'll be absolutely i mean ripped apart and he may never play football again but that's just one of those things where it's like it's it's do or die. And I like that mentality for a guy, uh, especially a guy that's on the edge. And his whole his whole mission as a defensive end is violence. Get to the quarterback and hurt, not hurt him, but like put him to the ground, make sure he feels it. 
Then you get another top guy who's also projected to go to one, number one at one point, Evan Neal, an absolute monster that played that's played a full season at right tackle, a full season at left tackle. We've seen him both ways, and he's been an All-American both ways. We Now we put him on the other side of the line at right when we got Andrew Thomas, a guy that played out of his mind last year. You put those guys at the corner of your line, and then you address the inside. You get him back, Nick Gates, heart and soul of his team at center, maybe guard, maybe switch him over to guard, who knows. But you you throw in little replacement guys on the interior line. This offensive line may be one of the best in football. Daniel Jones may have days to throw the ball to receivers now of Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, second-round pick Wendell Robinson, who – I think is an electric, electric ad. He's a smaller Kadarius Tony where you could probably use him in the backfield um, when Saquon's inevitably hurt or sprains an ankle or sprains an MCL or does something like hurts his pec or some shit because he's the most injury prone NFL player I've ever seen in my life. You could throw him in in the backfield. I mean, it's it's one of those things where the offense is very very set up to be very good and we haven't had that in a while there's always been like oh we have the weapons but the offense daniel jones has 0.8 seconds to throw the ball so now you got the line you got days to throw the ball now it's up to the receivers to get open it's up to barkley to you know run fucking north and south rather than east and west and not actually for i would say i would argue that barkley runs south just runs backwards sometimes it's always second and 12, second and 13 on a run play. Shouldn't be the case. So Barkley and Daniel Jones in a prove-it year, both. I mean, Daniel Jones, not they're not picking up his fifth-year option. It's, hey, go out there, prove it. We'll give you a long-term deal if you go out and perform well. And I think I like that. And if you don't do well with the weapons that we've given you, with the line that we've given you, then we're going to go out next year. Unfortunately, because Daniel Jones is my boy, we're going to go out next year. We're going to draft quarterback in a very, very draft-heavy, uh, QB-heavy draft class next year. So it's do or, do or die for Daniel. Uh, sad, to, sad that he's in this situation because we're, we're all pretty close. Uh, I think that friendship will maintain regardless of the season. Um, but, yeah, and then the defense is the secondary is an absolute nightmare. Linebackers are a nightmare still. They're not going to have a good defense. James Bradbury released him. Now he's on the Eagles. Now he's dead to me. So that's that's big. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Giants talk for now. Um, really excited. It's always easy to talk and easy to be happy about something right after the draft, and then you realize it's May and they don't play football until September. So it's that's tough, but you deal with it and uh, you hold on to that hope for dear life for these next five six months. And then you watch the Yankees, Mets, and Rangers inevitably break your heart and come right back to me and for me preaching that we deserve better. So that's the that's the plan. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Jets, uh, they had a really good draft. Uh, they draft Sauce Gardner, good corner out of Cincy. They draft Ohio State wide receiver, and they trade up to get Jermaine Johnson, arguably the second-best edge um prospect in the draft and he slipped big time and the Jets say hey if he's slipping we're going up and getting him we don't care and that's what they did they were aggressive 
Uh, they avoided the the Debo Samuel trade where they gave up a bunch of picks. I think that was very smart of them. Um, they tried to get Tyree Kill. Don't think that was ever going to happen. But I mean, great draft. I think they drafted well throughout the throughout the draft. I don't know too much on their on their second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks because I'm not a Jets fan. And I had a Jets guy, and I don't think he would even know. But yes, Zach Wilson. He's getting weapons. He's getting Garrett Wilson. He's got Elijah Moore. He's got Corey Davis. They think they they also drafted uh, uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State. I think that's a they're giving Zach Wilson everything he, he can have in order to succeed. Their defense is I think always good. I think they always have a relatively good defense. They've got Bryce Hall who's pretty good. Also kind of a front of a program. I've met him one time, dapped him up. He was on a scooter though. Um, got Bryce Hall, not the TikToker though. Um, and they got a, a Marcus May, who's an absolute stud at safety. I mean, you got a lot of weapons, and the, the future is looking great for them. Uh, so that almost, that, I think that wraps up the episode. Talked about every team that's currently on my mind. The Islanders are kind of done. I know nothing about hockey, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on the on the Islanders. Talked about the Mets. Talked about the Giants. The Nets are out. The Nets are a disaster. James Harden stinks. Um, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's looking up for New York sports and it's what we deserve. It's one of those things where, um, it may put me out of business, but it's, as long as the city of New York is happy, I'm happy. Uh, it sucks that it may be as soon as I return, we get that one championship and it's just like, oh, they do, we deserve better anymore. Does the, does the title change? to like New York sports rule, like everyone else drools, or is it it's just, is it one of those things where we're never satisfied, we want more, we always deserve better. But hey, that wraps up today's episode. It's, it's going to be dropping on a Friday. I don't love that for me, but it's okay. Start people's weekends off on a good note. New York sports deserve better is back. You let the people know. And we let the people know that we're back and we love you. So New York sports is our better. I love you guys. Thank you for listening and stick with me because this is, this is happening weekly.